Welcome back to um, actually week three already of the Faith Love Sisters as we talk about Genesis. Um, we are going to be in Genesis chapter two this week, um, kind of hanging out there. And yeah, that's where can we I, are. Can I say welcome back, Suzanne? We missed you terribly last we sure week. Did miss Thank you. you. We did. Thank you. We did. So we're happy. You guys. Right I hated to miss it, but you guys, I'm sure were great. So, <laughs> not so much. No, <laughs> not, as, great as, we how, been. not no. as good as we could have been. That's a that's great way right. to say that. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, yeah. it's kind of how life goes in a small group, right? Like, right. You know, sometimes yeah. something life creeps in and yeah, yeah, make it. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Here. But yes, I missed you guys too. So, anyway. Right. Well, um, Terry, do you want to? start reading or do you like we were talking just a couple minutes ago and Terry has been losing sleep <laughs> losing sleep seriously over fractals Yay! <laughs> rosemary mentioned fractals a few weeks ago and i have been digging in and diving into fractals and if you haven't studied or paid attention to fractals which i never had you need to do it. It is amazing. There's a video that I watched last night that's about an hour, a little over an hour long by Dr. Lyle, and it's spelled L-I-S-L-E, and it is called The Secret Code of Creation, and it's about the Mandelbrot set, and it's a, a mathematical equation that ends up somehow becoming a visual um, image of what the code looks like. And it's talking about how God has put codes into numbers, uh, that math, it, mathematical equations and numbers are there from God. And when you see this fractal, the, the um, what's it called? The Mandelbrot, yeah, it's just the Mandelbrot fractal. It's, mm -hmm. it's incredible. And it just Wait, goes on. Is this the one where it goes like down inside further and then it moves and down further, inside further and further and further. So that's what a fractal is. It is a continuing pattern. Um, and in some cases it's like this Mandelbrot um, thing. It is to infinity. You can just keep yeah. going and you'll see the same repeating patterns over and over and over. But in our world that we can actually see and touch, there are, um, fractals as well that aren't infinite they're finite that we can see for instance a snowflake it is if you look at a snowflake you see the main but then when you look deeper it's the same repeating pattern over mm -hmm. as it goes out um, like a boston fern um it can if you just take one little piece of that boston fern one little leaf as it is you'll see it's a fractal and, and lightning is a fractal. Mm -hmm. 
it, it's one thing and then it branches off and they're the same over and over and over and over, only they're finite. Anyways, I'm probably doing a really poor job of it, but um, oh my gosh, it is just amazing. And it is God. How anyone could say this happened? They're nuts. They're just all nuts. <laughs> you know, you know, Terry, like when no offense. Yeah. <laughs> Were you speaking directly to me when you said oh, to me, really? <laughs> no. When I, at first my first thought when you start looking at some of those videos, they are fascinating. And there was this feeling like I'm feeling like I'm high or something, like I'm on acid. No, I'm not kidding you. If you know, not like I know what that is. Okay, uh-huh. Let's just get that clear. But it was like almost like an acid trip, and I've never had one. I'm just gonna say what I imagine them to be with this movement and this, and there it is again, and there it is again, and there it is yeah. again. But what I started realizing is as I was watching this, maybe you know, like it definitely wasn't acid I was connected to or anything like that. But it was like, I'm connected to God's creation itself and I'm mm-hmm. seeing it. And it has this calming. To me, it's very calming to watch these and then very amazing at the same time. Mm-hmm. It has both of those in it as I watch these videos. And I'm like, yeah, like that's God's creation. And that's how God's mind works. So you're yeah. actually getting a little feel for the mind of God. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. It's just amazing. Don't you think yeah. it's it reveals some of the glory of God? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think look at all the instances in the Bible when when God is there in His glory, people fall down, they pass out, they are overwhelmed, they're overcome. Yes. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that that you're right. That's a little glimpse into how God's mind works, and mm-hmm. it is overwhelming to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it is His glory. That's part of His glory, and I think that's yeah. what stirs that awed response that we have um, to know that he that's just some little like a little thought in his head that's not even you know much of him it's just one little aspect Mm -hmm. and and even that is almost more than we can fathom exactly and that was just found in the 80s discovered in the 80s and so I thought to myself this morning when I was thinking about it how much more is there yes how much more is there that we don't even can't conceive of yeah yeah amazing did did you find this in the um homework or was this a video that you found outside I started in the homework because um there's a couple of videos that are suggested by Dr. Lyle but tune into one of those like Dee Dee said uh then there's like another one and another it's kind of like a fractal remember (laughs) yes <laughs> There's more videos and more. And this one popped up, you know, so um, the secret code of creation. Got it. So I'm going to watch that. I, I watch that too. That's kind of what I was talking about. Like people doing the homework, do your QR codes last because honestly you start on one from Dr. Lyle, then you go to another one, you go to another, and then you're in a banana bread recipe and you're like, how did I do this? Like, what are I, we have, doing? I have to be real careful because I can go start down that rabbit hole and then it's Me five too. o'clock. Me and too. I, yes. I haven't worked at all all day. All I've done is watch those videos. So yeah, yeah. yeah. after you've done the biblical study. Right. Yeah. It's good to go back that way. Yeah. So, so speaking so, of the yeah. biblical study. Yes. Let's move on. <laughs> and um, so last week we looked at sort of an overview of God's creation. 
Today, we're getting into the nitty gritty, a little more detail here about how it was created in, um, and you'll see how it goes a little bit deeper about mm -hmm. making man, Adam and Eve. So Genesis 2, 4 through 14. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now, no shrub had yet appeared on the earth and no plant had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth and there was no one to work the ground. But streams or mists came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord formed a man. From the dust of the ground, he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river watering the garden flowed from Eden. From there it was separated into four headwaters. The name of the first is the Pishon. It winds through the entire land of Havilah where there is gold. The gold of that land is good. Aramaic resin and onyx are also there. The name of the second river is the Gihon. It winds through the entire land of Cush. The name of the third river is the Tigris. It runs along the east side of Asher. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. That's some pretty good detail. Yeah, yeah very good detail. It is. I got caught yeah. up again in this um, aromatic resin. I'm like, what is aromatic <laughs> resin? So it's... Gary, um, we're going to have to get you to what? repent from all this. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> all this uh. Anyways, you get them from trees, right? And uh, yeah. most of them you get them by tapping, just like you tap for um, the uh, right. maple to get, make syrup. You get this resins and they're used in like, incense and perfumes and some are used for medicinal purposes so um one of those aromatic resins a few things that everyone basically will recognize is frankincense, frankincense and yeah. myrrh and uh, balsam of pern i know balsam trees um turpentine is a resin and there's a lot more but um, those are just a few of the ones that we would recognize so those were there planted and grown by God in the garden for, for pleasure, for our perfuming and smelling and for medicinal purposes. And right. For there. offerings. Yep. Yeah. So wow. cool. Very cool. You know, one of the things that hit me in my translation that I'm using right now for this study, the first chapter, it's just God, God said, God said, God said, God said. Mm -hmm. Then when chapter two starts, it changes from just God in verse four to the Lord God. And then from then on throughout that chapter, and maybe even longer than that, it's the Lord God. Everything is the Lord God. So I thought that was kind of an interesting change. I wondered if anybody else's translation made that distinction, made that switch. Yeah, mine did. Yours did too. So yeah. maybe now he's created it, um, and now we're recognizing that he's the Lord of it all. Right. I think this is where it becomes personal. More right. personal. Yeah. 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 Relationship-oriented. Yep. 
Yeah. Right. I think the uh, particular one with the all capitals, L-O-R-D, mm-hmm. there's times you see it with just one capital, but um, when all caps are in, I think that designates relationship. Relationship. That's okay. And it's God, because they call Jesus yes. Lord, but it's with a capital L and then lowercase. Right. The rest of the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Think about... I mean, he, you know, he's creating this man, right? So obviously this is getting a little more personal and we know that he created Adam in his own image. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's very appropriate that that shift is made there. Yes. And we need to also note that he made Adam in his own image. He did not make Adam God. Sometimes we make that mistake of thinking that we get to be up there. Um, <laughs> the the first one, the Elohim, is translated as God, and that's a plural one. That was the one that was used in the first mm-hmm. chapters. Mm-hmm. But this one, um, the new one used, Lord God, is Yahweh. And Yahweh is the, the, the word that many um, Jews don't um, pronounce. And, and it it's often heard as like the breath of God itself. You have to almost do a breathing. And that's his name, and they won't say it, but... Um, this is the one Yahweh Elohim. Um, and this is the part where he refers to his personal revelation and redemption that he offered so people can know and relate with him. So you're right, Angie, there's a definite change in there. A change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Rosemary, you just said it's often, did you say it's often known as like the breath of God? Yeah. The Yahweh, the word Yahweh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how appropriate is that? that he literally breathed life into Adam. And this is where that change is made, right? Like that's the definition there of like, we, we are God breathed. Yes. Yeah. Also, I also found fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Go for it, Terry. (laughs) Terry's second career is going to be Genesis lecturing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much to dig into Mm -hmm. that it's just a little bit almost overwhelming. But God created man from the dust of the ground. And I did a little research about the components and the elements that make up man. Surprise, they're all the same elements that you find in the earth. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just, and so to me, that's kind of another proof that he was from the dust of the ground. And doesn't that make sense, though, to put us in an environment that's connected to us? It's like yeah. we're not on the moon for mm-hmm. probably a lot of reasons, but it's like that environment <laughs> wouldn't sustain us, right? Because there's no connection, there's no similar elements. You know, when you talk about medicinal purposes, a lot of people are finding that food has the same medicinal purposes many times that medication does. Medication is often like created to mimic what food can do. So maybe in a stronger way, I'm not anti-medication or anything, but it's like just in different ways. But a lot of things can be found in, in the earth. Well, the root of us. so many medications is mm-hmm. like biologically food-based. I mean, think about penicillin, right? right. Like, yeah, somebody left their oh. bread out on the counter, cheese <laughs> or whatever. And, you know? and felt good. <laughs> and, and that's what I want to know. Who thought about that? It's always my question. When we have milk, who thought to drink the milk out of the cow? Like, right? I mean, was somebody walking through the forest one day and was like, "Man, I really have a headache. I'm just going to gnaw on this plant right here. Let's see how this does." Yeah. (laughs) So some of that, right? Yeah. 
Some of it probably did work. I think God gave Adam and Eve the knowledge to begin with, and then they passed it down and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. That makes sense. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. So there was... Oh, go ahead. No, you go. No, you go for real. (laughs) I was just going to say, we talk about um, at the end of this passage here, um, they talk about the the borders of the Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. right? And how it's um, defined by the rivers. Mm-hmm. And um, there are rivers that we still hear about now, but that doesn't mean that that's where they were to begin with, right? The Tigris and the Euphrates. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the discussion of, about the fact that um, you know, perhaps after the flood and everything was changed, um, they used names that were familiar to them to rename things. And so we really, what that does is it means maybe we don't have a clue where Eden was, that it might not have been in the Middle East. Um, how can we know? Because post-flood, everything was different. Um, I hadn't really ever given much thought to that before. I just sort of thought, okay, the Tigris and the Euphrates, we know where those are. So, um, but there was a a lot more discussion in some of the reading that I did about the fact that, um, you know, it said four rivers from one headwater. We don't really have any place now um, that we can designate those four rivers coming from one headwater. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about, sorry, go go ahead. No, no. Well, the fact that under the Euphrates River, right, there's layers of, um, there's a fossil layer, dead, there's sediment, there's dead, there's fossils in there. And that that couldn't have been Eden because there would have been no death and stuff right. before Eden so, or, or before the fall. So that was all just very interesting mm-hmm. stuff. So like, that's where my mind started to spiral. That's where my fractals kicked in, Terry. Is <laughs> <laughs> thinking about that because um, like, who's to say that the, the spring, the wellspring of the rivers was not, you know, things come up underground. And for those of you who can't see me, which is everybody except for <laughs> Gary and, and Jade Rosemary, um, but it like comes up from underground, right? And then uh, we know that water takes the path of least resistance. So if there were spaces where it was coming deep from underground, it could like snake out mm-hmm. um, and split into different ways. Um, so, I don't know. This my mind is like, you know what? What if the Tigris and the Euphrates really are where they were to begin with? And during the flood it was all washed out and then covered in sediment. And then they have still managed to come through all of that to where they are now. That's cool. It's it's just very interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think it's it it's possible. It's just we don't have a way of absolutely knowing it. Right. Right now. But we yeah. do know that there's the fossil layers there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're, it could have been the Detroit River, everybody. <laughs> Ooh. We just don't know it. <laughs> Stop laughing. It's close to Mackinac. They make fudge there. So, hey, no. <laughs> Anything chocolate. Yeah. That's yes. Eden. That's Eden, right? That's Eden for right me. There. Right That's there. perfection. Yeah. Yes. So, but, one other thing I guess I wanted to talk about here, too, is where they mentioned the, gar- the two trees mm-hmm. in the garden the garden of the tree of life 
And then in the garden, there was also the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And I think those are going to become more important later as we move. But I think just let's spend some time on those two. Um, tree of life was the eternal life. They were welcome to eat from that tree all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God had provided that. I'm thinking about like they were probably in great shape. You well, know? we don't have Eve yeah. yet. Oh, you're right. So Adam, but I mean, oh, Eve Adam. had access to this tree too. Yeah. Right. But it was like, I don't know. They didn't have to like go work out. It was like, I don't know, just go to the tree of life, you know? Because they were eating so well. Well, he right. was eating so well with the fruit mm-hmm. and the greens and the grains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No meat, no fat. Only healthy fats like avocados and... I'm sure. Um, yeah. But, and, but wait a minute. Here's the other part. We don't have a tree of life here on Earth. Like, think of all... Not, like, don't limit to the ones we know. Right. It's like it, they right. had access to vegetation that we don't even have that access to. Yeah. We, didn't right. ha- we don't have a tree of life here. Yeah. Right. Right? So we can't just... <laughs> we can't just go it, like it's like oh I'm feeling down or something's not right or it's like I can eat from the tree of life I can find something to feed me um, that would restore my soul well someday but we it, are going to have the tree of life back on the earth in mm-hmm. Revelation it right. says that there will be two trees of life one on either side of the river right that flows from the throne of God so we're going to get that back yeah hold on Rosemary I know, but it's like, you know, it's going to be on Mackinac Island too. Anyway, <laughs> and it's going to be chocolate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> I know, but I, I, anyway, I just kind of wanted to mention the trees, how they, you know, what they would do and, and trying to picture the Garden of Eden. We picture it like we understand it, but I think it was completely different with amazing um, an amazing salad bar, let me just say. <laughs> well, it was like, it was God's perfect creation. Yeah. Yes. It was God's absolutely perfect creation and yeah. not marred by any human nastiness. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah. why was, why was the tree of knowledge and good and evil in there? Uh, choice. Why did God, God gave us choice. He had to give us choice. Yeah. Yeah. To prove our love for him, he had given so freely and so abundantly that Adam should have been so happy to have everything else in the whole garden and mm-hmm. say, I love you, Lord. You've given me every single thing. You say not to take this one thing, whatever you say, that's what I'll do. So it was set up for us, and we're going to talk about it more like into the next chapter, but it was set up for us to, um, I, I guess, truly bring our offering in some ways to God and, and to give us that choice and give us that freedom. And we'll talk more in the next day. But um, That's the beauty of free will, which is a whole other yes. thing that we can get into later. So I I think in some ways it was given as a good gift. It wasn't a bad gift. Mm -hmm. Like you hear people say, well, why did he even put the the tree in the garden in the first place? And so just ponder on that as we go into the next day. Let that be your fractals. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Go deeper and deeper and deeper. Deeper and deeper. (laughs) 
Awesome. Well, does somebody want to pray for us as we finish up today? Sure, I'll pray for us. Okay. Father, we love you with all of our hearts, and we are so thankful that you love us even more than we love you. We thank you that you've given us your word. Father, we are really loving um, spending time learning about your creation. It just teaches us more about you, how awesome you are, the kind of, um, you know, like we said earlier, all this stuff about the fractals that Terry's just been wild about, that's just one little teeny tiny aspect of your, how you think and how you um, operate. And so, Father, we are just blown away. Our minds are totally blown just knowing these little small things about you that we're learning. Um, and so, Father, we just thank you that you've shared this with us. It causes us, Father, to worship you, that there is none like you. You are God and there is no other. And so, Father, thank you for this time together. We just bless your name. We praise you and we thank you, Father, that you share yourself with us in this way. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And cut. Ha, <laughs> <laughs>